0: Welcome back to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. It's Melissa Joy here today, and I am so excited to have Christy Kinstrom here with us. Christy is a certified senior advisor, and she is CEO and founder of Your Honeycomb. Your Honeycomb helps families pull together some of their most important and difficult life decisions. Christy comes to us with more than 30 years of experience in the financial services profession, including working with advisors, clients, executives, and leadership teams. And we're so excited to hear today how to get your financial affairs in order as you age. And so with that, Christy, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you came to found a company that is essentially like kind of a digital financial organizer, somebody who helps get not just your stuff in order, but your, you know, your um, documents and affairs and, and help out your family when you're in need.
1: So, you know, I will tell you um, what led me down this path, obviously was a, a fantastic career that I had in the financial services industry. Um, the last decade of it was really immersed in financial planning, um, managing a team of wealth planners, estate planning attorneys, CFPs, CPAs, portfolio reviewers. Um, but we also were uh, a firm that was launching longevity services. So services that helped advisors uh, talk to clients and their families about the nuances of aging, um, right. predominantly, you know, around the financial implications. You know, living longer is expensive. Um and it also morphed into the different resources that are out there um, for, for folks preparing for a, a different type of retirement. And you combine that with the fact that I'm a 50-year-old woman with an 80-year-old mom. Um, and I started to see this stuff in action. I was actually able to leverage my firm's own resources and help my mom and my family. And so it just became kind of this natural extension, and now I'm I'm meeting so many more people who were just like me and needed the same help I needed. And so it's, it was an evolution of that.
0: Well, you know, when you think about retirement planning, the first thing people think is, am I going to run out of money? And how much can I take per month from where? And the reality that you and I both know is a lot more complicated. Those are the easy questions, <laughs> um, you know, and the more complicated stuff is, you know, where am I going? Where am I going to live? How am I going to get around? Um, You know, who would make decisions for me if I couldn't make them for myself? Who gets to decide when I can't make decisions for myself? All of those types of things. Um, And so when should somebody get started, you know, kind of thinking about um, planning to age?
1: You you know, I make a joke on this one. So a lot of this is around, you know, making sure that your wishes are known and that's generally through some sort of essential document, a legal document. And I joke, the day you were born, your first essential document was drafted, your birth certificate, and your entire life, people have been trying to keep that thing safe. You know, so there's there's really no perfect time. You know, I think most people start thinking about it when retirement is on the horizon um, for themselves, but generally, folks start thinking about it when they see their parents needing a little bit of help. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm I'm a believer. We can all get better organized now. I think um, what we just went through for the last year and a half, and many families are still going through it now, um, is that your life can be interrupted at at any at any time without any plan. So, anything that you can put forward to help, who's going to help you is, is a blessing.
0: Yeah. I had some doctors call me right at the beginning of COVID and they're like, we know you've told us to work on estate planning, but we may be called into the ICU at this point where we need to do it today. And so, you know, there's no, oftentimes um, you're kind of waiting for something to make it more urgent. Cause there are difficult decisions when you do legal documents, um, update a will or trust or power of attorney. Um, that it make it easier to put it off. Describe your services. What exactly are you doing with people? Obviously, estate planning comes into play in, in conjunction with an attorney, but what else do people need to be thinking about?
1: When I was thinking about the process, obviously it was originated and rooted in aging. Um, but when you really are going to sit down and get yourself organized, um, I chose a process that first, we get you organized for life. We get you organized for now. What are those really, really important things that go on in your household that if someone need to step in and be you, could they run your household? You know, so those things like, you know, access codes, logins, passwords, things like who are the people in your network? Um, do you have kids? Do you have pets? Do you have parents? Who are the people that you manage? And what is your, what are your day-to-day obligations? What does your calendar look like? So it's all that today stuff. That would help anyone. It's going to help, you know, if you're finally going on that vacation, after a year and a half, you haven't been able to go anywhere, and someone's going to come in and stay in your home and watch your pets, could you give them an operating manual uh, to take care of all of those things? Do they know um, the air conditioner warranty? If your AC goes out while you're gone, who do they call? You don't want them calling you. (laughs) You want them to call where there is a contract to get that repaired. Um and then the second step is really the planning side of it, right? You know, planning for later. It might be planning for aging, but it also may be planning for, you know, something happening to you or your spouse or someone in your family. Your essential documents, your, you know, your your will and trust, your digital estate. Um a big one is letters of instruction. You know, a lot of times people get all of this stuff together but then they don't actually leave instruction on why it was written the way that it was written. Um the things that that aren't said in those documents that should be.
0: That's such a big deal because sometimes you don't divide things equally, or you one person is gonna get mom's jewelry, or you know, there's there's a story behind the reasoning that they that someone doesn't feel comfortable telling their family member during their life. It may not, it may be a sticky conversation. It may create more problems. Um, but I always tell people you can always leave something to be read to, so that people understand what you meant by this. That doesn't have to be written into the legal document. It can be a letter or a video in today's day and age.
1: Yep. And that's, that's a great segue. Cause the third step that we, we go through is planning for your legacy. You know, so those those wishes that you can articulate now, those things like the type of funeral you want, um, what your obituary should read, um, all of those physical memories, those heirlooms and those photos and those recipes and all of the stories behind them. I will tell you this, this part of the process for me is the most rewarding um, that I actually went through with my own mom. So my mom was always talking about the the day when she would downsize, right? So I think everyone's had this conversation with their parents and they point to certain things. Well, your brother will get this and your, your sister will get this. And so I gave my parents each sticky notes. I gave my dad blue sticky notes and my mom pink sticky notes. And I said, I want you guys to go walk around this house and put those notes on the stuff that you think us kids should get. And all I want you to do is write our name on the note and then put it on the thing. And I want to see what this distribution is going to look like. And the thing that caught my attention, my, um, in my mom's house down the hallway, her bedroom's to the left, my bedroom was to the right, is a portrait that was done of my mom when she was 16 years old. And this portrait and that of her sister, my aunt, hung in my grandmother's house, and all of us kids would go and look at these portraits when we come to visit for the holidays because these women look like princesses. We loved looking at them in their beautiful gowns. And so when my grandmother passed away, my mother got hers, her sister got hers. So I'm looking at this portrait hanging in the hall and there are two sticky notes on it, my name and my sister's name. <laughs> And I'm like, mom, what, what? how's that I've gonna work? Said, you, you, you girls are gonna get this. I'm like, we don't live together. <laughs> what are <laughs> you gonna do about this? And you know, in the course of just talking about this, this object that we've seen our whole lives, it occurred to us we had never heard the story of the day mom and her sister sat for that portrait. And mom told that story and I videoed it. And I was able then at that moment to say, mom, give the portrait to Donna. <laughs> I got what I wanted. I got you telling that beautiful story. And I got dad on film looking at you telling that story. He was swooning, Melissa. He was Aww. just looking at her. It's beautiful. And because there is an element of digital to saving all of this, we were able to upload that. So anyone, you know, in, we we shared it with with my aunt and told her, Hey, you should do this over the holidays with your family and tell them the story. So lots of fun things that can be done when the person is involved and engaged and gets to tell it in their own words. And that gets to be part of their legacy. It's my favorite part of it.
0: So do you have, um, like a part of your process that prompts people to make those videos or tell those stories?
1: Absolutely. You know, I've even, I've even crafted the little sticky note system. You know, specifically for photos, for heirlooms, and for recipes. You know, I find downsizing a home and organizing your photos are the two things that will stop somebody in their tracks. That will be the biggest speed bump in this whole process because it's just so daunting. Yep. Um, so, though there are certain things where I think using the family um, can speed up the process if you have more eyes and more memories. Looking Mm -hmm. at photos, for example, and having something just to slap on the back of a picture very quickly that says, that's Aunt Eleanor. Right. This was 1967. And just being able to do that, now all of a sudden, mom doesn't have to go through her photos. Now I'm looking for Aunt Eleanor (laughs) in all of these photos. So there are plenty of tips and tricks that help people get through this process, especially when it does become daunting
0: that's terrific and i think another you know good reminder is not everything has to go to somebody so we're like so inundated by stuff and there there may be a portion of your household that is precious and a portion that's just you know what you bought at the store so it's okay to you know say this other stuff doesn't matter unless you want it
1: you know i have a really great story um a friend of mine her grandmother has started distributing some of her belongings to her granddaughters on birthdays and Christmas in mm. um, this last Christmas, she received this beautiful crystal platter that was a gift, you know, from her, the, you know, her grandmother's husband's mother. And wow. so had they downsized this home, you know, grandma liked to hit yard sales. They figured this was probably something from a yard sale, not something that, you know, had such, you know, a life, Legacy, it, yeah. A legacy. And it wasn't overly sentimental. It wasn't overly valuable, but she received it from her. And now it's very sentimental to her. And, you know, her, her grandma is able to start downsizing her
0: home in a very meaningful way. Well, I love that. So I'd like some advice because I, I just this week had an issue with a client. Unfortunately, both he and his wife had medical issues in the past year. Um, they both made it through, but there were times where either one of them were touch and go and she was in a coma over the summer. And I was desperate to know about their estate planning documents that I had been told had been drafted in the early two thousands before we worked together. Um, but when I asked him when he was under the stress of his wife in a coma in the hospital, trying to figure out the medical bills, everything, you know, his recollection was that he'd done estate planning and she had it. They were second marriage and, Um, blended family. And he was in charge of his stuff and she was in charge of hers. And he's like, how do I get into her bank accounts? They were separate to pay bills that are coming from her hospitalization. And I was like, I, I can't get into the bank accounts for you. We're going to have to ask for some help from the court. And so fortunately she did wake up, but that was a big gap that we immediately kind of filled with, um, a power of attorney. But recently I was visiting the same client and on the kitchen table were the documents we'd been desperate to find that last summer. Um, I don't even think he realized that her documents were in there, but I asked, Hey, can I look in this file? And there they were. And I just thought about all the time and money and stress and my own wakeful hours trying to you know, think, how are we going to get through this? So, you know, those documents had been drafted 15 years ago. And 15 years ago, they probably knew they would remember she was in her forties. He was in his sixties. Well, now he's close to 80 and she's in her sixties and declining health. And, you know, nobody remembered. So how do you set things up so that you're able to find things and also have the continuity to have the documents when you need them?
1: That is so important. It's inventory, right? Mm -hmm. It's, It's getting to the point where You know, even if you think you are the the most organized person, just having somebody give you this, this exhaustive checklist that says, yes, yes, no, yes, 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 yes. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I know what that is, but I don't know where it is. And just taking this full inventory and assigning someone to be responsible for it along with you, that sharing element of it. Um, And you, you know, you bring up a really great point of those documents were drafted 15, 20 years ago. I see that so often. Um, And so just having that recurring reminder, you know, every five years of just what's changed in your life and is everything where it's supposed to be. Um, You know, I, I, I finally just admitted this to my mom. So when they were 50, they drafted their documents. Because I was in the financial services industry, they appointed me. So I got my packet in the mail. Um, but at this point, I'm a 20 something, right? And i am moving around
0: a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How
1: many addresses do we have at that point? And I misplaced those documents. And because I didn't know what my responsibility was, truly what that responsibility was, I made those copies of those documents out to be more important than they needed to be. Um, I kicked myself, searched my house top to bottom for those copies for years. I eventually found them. um, And my parents have now redrafted those documents. I'm now in my 50s. I know what my responsibility is. But at the time, I wouldn't have been able to help them at all. Because all I would have thought about were the copies, not the originals, not the people who drafted them. They have a professional supporting them and you, you knew exactly what to do to help them. Most family members don't.
0: Well, it's a lot easier for me to do it professionally where I have a digital file where I can go. And if um, the child of a client calls and I had permission to give them information, then I could just pull up that file versus... You know, my mom's giving me keys to a safe deposit box. I just just don't use keys anymore. They're probably in a box in a Midwest junk drawer. Um, So I get, I've been on both sides where super organized. Hey, here you go. Or, oh my gosh, did I lose something really important? Right.
1: That's where I think technology can really be our best friend right now. Um, I think more and more families, uh, you know, are living further apart from one another. So having a family member right there next door able to help and physically get those keys for the safety deposit box or see the document on the countertop is a lot more rare. Um, so there's fantastic and secure software out there that really helps family digitize, families digitize a lot of this.
0: And Which is great when you're in different locations too.
1: That's right. And, and quite frankly, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share a piece of software. It's a company called Everplans, mm-hmm. and it's an online digital vault. Um, but it's a really slick decision tree that helps you upload the stuff that's most important. You know, I'll, I'll show you an example. Um, it asks a question, where do you live? Well, I live in my home. Do you own, or do you rent? I own let's upload the deed. Now I could physically upload the deed. Or I could put in a little breadcrumb trail that says, I don't have a physical deed. I leave mine, you know, with this particular bank online, you know, so I can give that instruction. Now, I don't want everybody in my family that has access to my Everplans to see my deed or see my will or see all those documents. So I can say, hey, you know, Katie is my power of attorney. Katie is my executor. I want Katie to see all the most important documents, but not my sister. So I can be intentional with who I share that with, no matter how far away they are.
0: Well, I want to leave people with some solutions, some next steps, some calls to action. Um, and so what would you say first? what what should people do as a result of this conversation if they want to get started with something?
1: So you're one of you're one of two people. You're very organized and you're feeling very good about yourself. You're probably seeing a few things here or there that still need to be done, but for the most part, you're saying, I've done this. Melissa and I, my estate planning attorney, we've done everything that we're supposed to do, and I feel good about it. My call to action to you is put that that best plan to the test. You know, if you were going to go on a month-long cruise and someone was going to take over your home um, and, you know, run the scenario, something does happen to you all when you're on the cruise can this person read your instructions? Do they know? And can they follow whatever you use, whether it's a binder or the login to your ever plans are the instructions clear? That would be my, my call to action to the person who's
0: organized. That's a for great project. Person, Love yeah. it.
1: <laughs> Do it over the holidays. Your families yeah. are probably finally coming together for the first time. Um, for the person who says, oh, my gosh, I've got to do all of this stuff and I haven't done any of this stuff and I, I, this is overwhelming to me, this is where you need to form your army. This is where you really need to start thinking about who is in your network, not only those people who would be the helpers in an emergency or when they needed to step in, who are those folks that are around you physically that you trust and who are those family members that are actually going to be part of all of this? And quite frankly, you know, show the list and those who are helpful and those who might be harmful um, and start organizing those folks. Cause they can help you in this process. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the test the organized person is doing, you're actually living it by helping having people help you organize it in an intuitive
0: way. I like that. And you know, it can feel overwhelming if I'm thinking, okay, I've got to, you know, inventory my stuff, who gets what? Um, you know, and that's not for me because that that's you know, when I later when I'm older, I mean your average client is in their 50s, right? Like yes. this is not something you need to wait until, you know, your 75th birthday to get started on.
1: Right. Um, but
0: you also kind of if you work with a professional like you, Christy, you break things down so it's easier to achieve. Is that right? Correct. You know, if, if the
1: the full process, as I mentioned, takes you from the most urgent stuff today to the stuff that you can plan for later. And then the third part of that is you're planning for your legacy when you're gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a lot, that's your life. That's like, we're, we're touching everything that, that completes your life. So it's going to take time and you have to give yourself time. You have to give yourself time to live with it. So my process at its shortest amount of time, would be a six-month engagement mm-hmm. where I'm mailing you activities and instructions, things that you can do on your own, things that are easy, things that might need family members or folks to help you through it. Um, we connect on Zoom. If you're here in Florida, I'd love to meet with you face-to-face, um, but you're guided through it, but you're you're given encouragement and you're also given the time to do this in, in the, the healthiest way for you to do it.
0: I love that. And I would encourage people to, you know, a lot of families don't talk about money. They don't talk about the touchy subjects and I get it. Um, But in addition to telling one story, like the portrait story that, you, you know, since we are at the end of the year and the holidays, also just have a conversation with your siblings or parents or kids and say, you know, I want to tell you something that's a meaningful story. I want to give you that as verbally as a gift or on video, but also, you know, you can feel comfortable to share with me as much as you're comfortable about your plans. It doesn't have to be dollars and cents. I just want to know that you have a plan. Um, it doesn't have to be me in charge. I, I, But I do worry and, you know, have a frank conversation about what you're thinking about for them um, and what you've done for yourself so that they know that you're being proactive and hopefully you can lead by example. Christy, how can people find you if they're interested in getting organized and getting things together?
1: Uh, yeah, my um my website is yourhoneycomb.com. Um I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn and I also uh am on Instagram um where I do share some of my fun little tips and tricks where you can kind of get a little sneak peek at some of the activities that you might be going through. Um, and, and of course you can always email me. I'm Christy at your honeycomb.com.
0: That's Christy with a K K R I S T I E. So, right. um, we will make sure that we have all of those details in show notes, And this has been a fantastic conversation. I hope people are entering the new year with some motivations and actions um, so that they can feel more organized and in control. Thank you so much, Christy.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.